Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to The Forum. Welcome to The Spiritual Forum, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. It's finally a beautiful day in Wisconsin. We're coming out of winter, and it's 75, and I'm so delighted. I hope wherever you're listening, you're also having beautiful weather, or whatever weather you're having, I hope you're having a beautiful day. I just want to send a shout out to all my listeners, people who've been with me for all these years. I I really appreciate it. I'm always interested in your feedback. I do have a, a feedback survey. If you're interested in doing that, you can just go to the spiritualform.org and click on the survey and give me some feedback on what topics you want to hear. Um, you may have some suggestions for guests, and I just am interested in learning more about you. I appreciate everybody. And um, if you appreciate what I'm doing, what would really be helpful is uh, all podcasters say this, but a positive rating and review. Uh, download, you know, all that stuff. It matters in the worlds of podcasts. And of course, this is a, at least at this point, I don't have advertisements on this podcast. So it's a very fluid production and conversation. And so I do rely on donations and appreciate everyone who's donated and those who will in the future. Any amount helps a whole lot. So thank you so much. Today, I want to introduce my guest. Through years of suffering with serious heart and lung symptoms and the confusion and frustration of awaiting a diagnosis, Lois Bouchard sat with spirit and listened. She was eventually diagnosed with an extremely rare and fatal autoimmune disease that few doctors are able to treat. In 2020, she suffered a stroke, and in 2022, she was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Lois documented her three-year journey of meditation and prayer in her book, Dear Lord, I am listening. Her hope is that the message in her book will provide people of all walks of life, convictions, and generations with inspiration, faith, hope, and love. And what I love about Lois is she's living the spiritual life. And what she's going to talk to us today is about her three-year journey where she sat and listened. And this is something that is very, very inspiring to me. And I can tell my own stories later, but we're going to hear from Lois first. Welcome, Lois. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you. I'm I'm very I, I know you have a very clear message. And I mean anybody who sits <laughs> for three three years in prayer and meditation receives the blessings of spirit. And and I know you have a really clear message and I know you want to expound on that. But if you could share with people just succinctly, what what would be your message in kind of in a nutshell before we go into your story? I think my message would be um, to always look for the Lord and that to never give up your hope and love and faith in him. Um, That has gotten me through basically my whole life, um, not just these past three years, but decades prior um, to when I've had to face challenging times. I've always turned to the Lord through prayer and meditation. And he has always helped me. He has never failed me. And through the di- the past five years, I should say, um, when my symptoms started, um, I did so again. And only this time, I actually started to journal 
um, when I turned 67, my birthday, I bought a journal and I started to write in it. And I started to write and record my prayers and meditations. And three years later to the day when I turned 70, I received my manuscript back from my publisher of my book that I had compiled of all the messages that I received from, from spirit. So um, the messages that I have for everyone is to never feel like you are alone, no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what challenges you're having to deal with in life, um, whether they be physical or emotional, they don't have to affect, you know, your physical body. It's personal issues that you are never alone in, in these challenges, even as I talked about in my book, through going through COVID and um, being afraid of this deadly virus that was affecting everyone and not knowing where it was coming from or who was going to get hit by it or who would be suffering or unfortunately those who have passed away. It was a very challenging time for all of us. And this was mentioned in my book and the messages were very clear and quite beautiful. And it all comes down basically to faith, hope, and love. And um, that is how I live my life. And that's how I try to look at my future, um, regardless of what I'm being told um, by doctors or what I'm dealing with or what I have to face, challenges that I face. It always goes back to my faith. And um, it's a beautiful feeling. It's a very peaceful and comforting situation that I'm in, even though, you know, my prognosis does not look good. Um, I have no anxiety. Mm. And, and that really helps me every single day. And um, I'm very thankful for that. Well, I have to say that the the idea, the truth that we are not alone is so important for everyone because people were during during the COVID stuff and people were like, you know, locked down and so many people were alone. You know, some people were in situations where they were with abusive family members and that would have been horrible. And then there are those that were alone. And, and sometimes in our lives, I think every one of us doesn't escape this feeling that we're alone, but we're really not. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're never alone. We are never, ever alone. That that whatever name, I think I shared with you that my podcast is, has a fairly general audience, interfaith, many faiths, and many names and all for God. And my name for God is God, but some people name God mystery or the great spirit or whatever, whatever it is, that that spirit is always with us, no matter what. And it sounds like that is the strength that you've had through your your years. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, like about what you've gone through? Um, sure. Um, I, well, I'm retired now, but I've actually um, have worked, you know, my entire life. I actually had three careers in my lifetime. And um, my first career started out working in IBM um, as a, uh, a systems analyst. And then I, I did quite a bit of traveling. And, and then um, 
I, I decided to work in the health field and became a, a healthcare administrator for um, neonatal and cancer research directors. And finally, when I turned 50, um, I decided to follow my passion, which was to become a gemologist and a diamond broker. And I worked basically as a, I became a graduate gemologist as well and started my own business as a, as an appraiser of fine gemstones and fine jewelry. So that was a wonderful career. It was very exciting and it was very enjoyable. And um, I met a lot of interesting people. And of course, I saw a lot of beautiful, beautiful jewelry and beautiful pieces. Um, And I started to notice that um, when I was appraising estate jewelry, which meant that it was worn prior by mostly by people who had passed on. And when I was holding the jewelry and performing the evaluation of it, I started, you know, through clear audience to hear, you know, the spirit of loved ones coming through. And it was the energy that I was picking up on those pieces of jewelry. And um, it was always for the person who was sitting in my office, um, who was the loved one. And it was messages given for those people. And of course, as an appraiser, I'm, <laughs> I wasn't advertising myself to be a medium. So I was, you know, taking notes and um, later on during or after the appraisal was done, I would sometimes explain to the sitter how I was able to pick up on their loved one and that we were all energy and their energy was part of that piece of jewelry and whatever messages were coming through. And I realized that it was all about love. It was beautiful messages that they were passing on, mostly how much they loved their loved ones and how proud they were of them. And it was just a wonderful feeling for them, for the sitter, to hear that. And I was very grateful that I was able to communicate that to them. So that um, that was very exciting for me. And of course, you know, working as an appraiser was was just as exciting and and very um, gratifying. But then I started to uh, not feel so well, and I started to have heart arrhythmias, which were very intense and very painful. And um, I would go to doctors and they would not understand what was happening to me. I would have MRI done and tests done. And in my book, um, I actually uh, discuss, you know, one of the messages was about the inconsistencies of tests in message number 10. And it talked about how um, basically how doctors cannot, you know, as I prayed about under trying to understand my condition, I started getting the answers not from doctors or physicians, but from who I call the Lord. And it was through prayers and his answers and messages to me that I started to understand what I was going through, what my symptoms were, what was causing my symptoms, and how the body was dealing with all of this and how I had to see things 
not from so much from the point of science, but from how this messages were telling me how to see them. And one way was talking about the heart. And though I was having trouble with my heart physically with these arrhythmias and the pain and the discomfort that comes with it, I was realizing from my messages that the heart harbors all feelings of love and heartbreak throughout all the years of your life. And that this these, these feelings cause physical pain. And it's not just the right side of the heart or the left side of the heart that's affected. It is all the properties of the heart that are affected. So I started to realize that it is not just um, a physical problem with the structure of my heart or the function of my heart. It has to do with love. So it comes to what kind of love we've had in our life, what kind of heartbreak we've had in our life, because the heart is where it harbors all those emotions. And that down the road, it starts to manifest. And so that was a learning that I, that I, a lesson that I had learned through my messages. And it was very eye-opening to me. Um, another lesson I learned was that even though I had MRIs done and uh, CAT scans done, um, a lot of these tests that were being conducted to find out what was causing these issues were not consistent with each other. So one test would say one thing, another test would say something else, or be one be positive, one be negative of the same heart structure or so forth. And I started to think for some reason, this must be my fault. You know, I started doubting myself until I, you know, received, I prayed about it and meditated about it. And my message was that this is not, don't blame yourself for the inconsistencies of mankind, because even with their tests, which they think are advanced, um, they are. They cannot see uh, the intricate system and the delicate functions of the human body that I have created. And no matter how they try, they can only see through a small window. They cannot see the whole function of the body and all of these intricate systems that were my creation. So it made me feel better that I was in the hands of a higher power who knew so much more than the doc, the physician who is rated as a, you know, a professor or from a, a, a Ivy League school or a teaching hospital, state-of-the-art technology, no matter what, it's never going to be uh, the same understanding or the same knowledge that the Lord has for me. And so that started to put me at ease and started to make me understand and realize that um, as much as I should believe doctors, which I do, um, and they all are well-meaning and they all want to help us, which is absolutely fundamentally the truth, um, that I was able to connect with a higher power who really knew 
my system, my body, my heart from the time of creation, and that my heart is in his hands. And he has control of my heart and my life. And that has put me into, again, such a place of comfort and peace that I no longer worry. I'm no longer concerned. I don't have that frustration of what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me all the time and not knowing what's wrong. Um, I am just totally accept. I accept what's happening and I accept that the Lord has it under control. Okay. Thank you very much for that story. It's very inspiring. And I I love the, the conclusions you're coming to. I've got a few places I want to go with this. Um, first, I do want to acknowledge that we know, I think, very little about the miraculous workings of the body. I mean, it is so amazing. And I, I think whatever it is that our, our sciences think they know about it, it's it's just a tiny fraction and, and, and it may even be wrong in lots of cases. It's like, it's just, it is just an amazing, amazing creation. And, that and is true. I don't think we'll ever, ever, even with artificial intelligence and everything that science is trying to do, we will never be able to master the masterpiece that our body is. And I think it's just so wonderful that you had this connection where you could, you were able to discern that that is the truth and that, that, what is going on is something that the the, the doctor doesn't doesn't matter what your credentials are. You know, it's like no one's no one's beyond God. No one's beyond spirit. That's no right. one's beyond the divine. You that's know, that's right. that's definitely true. I'm very interested in knowing about how you hear your messages, because I I think, and I've said this on a few other podcasts. I think discernment to discern the voice. Of God, of the of the divine, of whatever name that is, Holy Spirit, um, from your own voice, your own ego, your own inner chatter. Yes, I, I'm really interested in how you discern and what it is that you're hearing. Are you actually hearing a voice? Are you having a sensation? Are words coming to you? Could you describe some of that? Um, okay, so I would start out by saying that I always start with prayer. Um, it, and that prayer could, you know, I was, I was born and raised Catholic, but, and as a Catholic, you know, we had Catholic prayers, but, you know, which we were taught to say, um, it's almost like just repeating the same words over and over again. But what I started to do was to have a conversation to ask the Lord, and, and you'll see in my book, that my prayer is really a question. It's a conversation saying, dear Lord, you know, um, I'm so worried about COVID or, you know, what, or as we come to the end of this year, what will my new year look like? So it's basically a very simple, uncomplicated question. It, it, it gets complicated sometimes when I talk about my illness, but then I would just go into a quiet meditation, quiet my mind. Um, that's the key. You have to quiet your mind from all mindless noise, um, go in a quiet place, uh, sit quietly alone, turn off all the television and outside noise, try to do the same with your with your mind. And I go to a place and I just pray quietly, tell, you know, say, dear Lord, I love you. 
Um, And just repeating that, how much I love him. um, And I pray that you will honor my questions today and um, ask, answer, you know, what my concerns are. But basically, it's a repetition of love. And then I would just sit quietly and I would always, you know, and there are times when I would actually have to be like, for some reason, my head does move around. It's almost like I'm picking up a certain bandwidth um, of a radio station. And my head seems to move back and forth from side to side. And then within a few seconds or minutes, I would hear, um, be brave, my child, and know that I am with you. So that would be the beginning of my message. And it always starts with, um, be brave, my child, know that I am near, be brave, my child, know that I'm with you, and then would come the message. So that would be the um, the starting point, if you will, of my messages and knowing that this is where I need to really listen. So listening, you know, for, for a lot of people, people will say, well, I do pray a lot, but I can't hear anything. And I I don't get these messages. How is it that you do that? And I can't do that. Um, And I always say that you, you just have to really quiet your mind and believe that the Lord will, will speak with you and just really listen and relax, you know, don't try so hard and don't force it, but just try to relax and just find that beautiful communion with the Lord. and. Again, for me, it's always about love. Like I could take a walk down the street and look at, you know, nature and the beautiful trees and beautiful flowers. And I know that he's with me. I know that's, I see his beauty in all things. And I look for his beauty in all things. And I tell him, you know, how much I love him. Dear Lord, I love you so much, you know. And I I talk to him. And then I can actually hear him speak to me. But again, I feel I have a gift of clear audience, which means I have the gift of hearing. Um, And I think that's an important part of this, just as I hear hear it with with jewelry, or if I hold something that belongs to a person um, who has passed, and I can pick up a pair of their glasses, and right away, I could see a nurse, you know, so I do have some type of gift where I can um, psychometry, I guess it's called, clairaudience, clairvoyance. I do get images at times. So one time, you know, when I was praying and and I know the country was going through a um, very difficult time with division, a lot of angst, a lot of animosity, you know, and it was really hurting me and I was having a difficult time with it. And, you know, and I was praying one day and I saw these white wings and the very, very tall white wings that were taller than me. And I've never seen that before. And I asked in my prayer, you know, is why I I think I'm seeing these white wings that are really quite tall in stature. And could this be an angel, you know, and why am I seeing this now? And you know, the message came later and said, you know, don't fear my army of guides and light that I bring to you to bring you joy and hope and to comfort you. 
And that was a time, you know, where I was really struggling with what was happening, you know, in our in our country and uh, seeing what was what was going on. And it, it just put me in a I wanted to be in a state of grace and it was hard for me to get there. So um, that's when I feel like I saw that that angel and he was telling me, I, I your angels surround us in, in many messages. He tells me that my angels go with you when I'm taking a journey or I have to travel somewhere. And, you know, I, I suffer from very low heartbeats um, and I do go into arrhythmias at times. So, so I, I get concerned about traveling and he, and he says, my angels are with you to give you peace. And when I know that or hear that, I say, I'm taking this trip and I'm going to be fine. There's nothing to fear. You know, my angels are with me. So why would I worry about anything? And it's just a real, a beautiful reassuring message and a beautiful reassuring feeling that really helps me on a daily basis. And I think it's important for all of us to get that message because at least my understanding is that God, the source of everything that animates all of creation, everything invisible, invisible is so vast beyond anything that any of us can completely comprehend. So this message that you are protected and that you have angels, it's for all of us. I mean, it's oh, like, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you're a beautiful woman and, and, and I'm sure you're special, but you're not the only one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and that's why I'm saying that it's not just for me as, right. as all the messages that are written in this book um, are not just for me. They are written for everyone. And I'm I'm only talking about this angel because that's what I saw that one day, that one day. But angels surround all of us. And you know, my daughter, you know, um, gave birth recently, and she was so worried, as as all young moms are, about the birthing process. And I prayed for her, and and I said to her, you know, I got that your your angels are going to be with you. So you don't have to worry or be scared. Your angels are going to be there. And when I talk to other friends I know, you know, who, who say, like, I had an accident, but I, I could have gotten really hurt, but I only had a scratch on me. And I said, your angels are protecting you. So we all have angels. And yes, I do believe they protect us. They travel with us. Um, they're there during our difficult times and most likely not difficult times. So it's for everyone, absolutely everyone. And this, I'm sorry, this book, um, one of one of the messages I received when I started to journal was that I had to write a book and I never intended to write a book. I never thought about writing a book. Um, and it kept coming up over and over, this message that I was to compile my messages and put them in a book for all to read. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I've never done this. I don't know how to do it. I was overwhelmed. And I did what I was told because this task was put before me more than one time. And I knew I was not to ignore it because what was coming to me was so beautiful that I wanted it to share with everyone. And I'm so grateful that I you asked me to be on your podcast because I, I'm not trying to get rich. I have no intention to get rich, but my intention is to spread this word 
and and I'm so thankful that you're allowing me this venue to do that. So um, I'm trying to get it out there to as many people because I know for a fact that it will help so many people because it touches on, um, as I said, faith, hope, and love, but in ways of about grieving, about losing a spouse, about you know your health situations. It talks about your um, frustrations and your struggles of everyday life for people who are have it much worse than I do, and how you know the Lord tells you tells us that that will be all left behind, and it will just acquiesce within its own demise, and that He has a place for us when this is all said and done. That that is holds so much beauty and love for us and everything that is old will become new again. So these messages are over and over in this book. And it's all about having your faith and hope and love again, and how much love he has for us every single day. And no matter how much we struggle, we look for him and that love that he has for us will get us through. And the messages are just beautiful. And I know they will help all every single one of us. Well, uh, a couple of things. First of all, um, you you kept coming up my own meditations. <laughs> you know, you approached me a, a while ago. I get approached by lots of people to be on the podcast. I get, I have certain publishers who are constantly approaching me with different books that are coming out, and different people, and and some of them move me right away, and, and others I kind of put off for a while, and I'm not sure. Anyway, I. I, uh, to be honest with you, me, Carol, wasn't sure about having you on the podcast, but you kept coming up. Wow. <laughs> my meditation. I had to follow my orders. <laughs> See that? <laughs> so I had it was to follow. Meant to happen. <laughs> I had to follow my orders, and then I had a cancellation yesterday. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe this is Lois's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate so, that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I follow my guidance too. I've I've learned that my guidance. I, I could ignore it for a while, but it's going to keep coming up. And so I've, <laughs> I've done some very bold and crazy things following my guidance, and I've always been grateful. Um, I do have a couple of things I want to ask you, because not everybody has the faith you have. Um, not everybody uh, has the relationship with God, Spirit, the divine that you have. And I know there'd be some people saying, okay, there's angels around us and they're protecting us, but not everybody's safe from the accident. You know, right. some people right. have these horrible things happen to them. Some th people are murdered. Some people are abused. You know, there's Absolutely. crazy, crazy, horrible things going on. So I'm really interested in what you've learned and, and what you have to say about that. I mean, I, I am just as stunned as the next person when I hear about these horrible stuff deaths or murders and situations of that sort. Um, but I can only um I can only tell you what what I have what I have received as far as as far as our um as far as our death and and what message that I have gotten was that each life is carefully planned with a destiny that is to be fulfilled. And as hard as that sounds and to me, you know, it's like, how can people have this destiny of such a cruel act or cruel way of passing? But it sounds as though I have to have faith and belief in that um, 
you know, one of the message that he gives me is your messages will be given to raise the strength of my love and faith in me. I will bring them strength they need if they turn to me. This is if the death of a spouse or a loved one. I am the creator of all things, so I must call home the spirit of loved ones. Those who are left behind seek the promise of eternal life. My messages are for their belief in me, their creator and giver of life. I am the beginning of the end, and all that breathes life will perish, and all will find comfort in my hands. But more importantly, each life is carefully planned with a destiny that is to be fulfilled, a completeness of life to bear forth the fruits of that lifetime to enhance the spirit within before their journey home. So, um, and then he says, Calm their minds with their inner turmoil that never ceases like the waves of a storm, showing no mercy on a battered ship. So the grief, that's part of the grieving process for people. They, you know, the turmoil, the, the constant battering of the thoughts. And I don't know how to how to uh, heal them other than to lift their hearts to the Lord and that that would heal them eventually. It takes time and it takes understanding. Um, as far as how people die this way, I just wish I had the answer, but I don't know. I just don't know. And, um, you know, I can only say that we, we have to pray for ourselves and pray for our loved ones. And hopefully, you know, our angels will protect us. But again, I know that sounds like a pie in the sky attitude. And there are terrible things that happen. And I wish I had the answer, but I honestly don't have one. That's great. Honesty is the best is the best way yeah. to go. I, I I do think that it's not all about this life. You know, there's it's not just this life that we're dealing with. And I, I think I may have different beliefs than you, but I I I think that it's it's very likely that our souls are do kind of reincarnate. It, whether you believe that or not. Uh, our souls are here, I believe, to to learn and expand and have certain certain experiences, and that um, we we can't really know what what all that is about, but trust that the process is for us to grow and learn, and also to expand our hearts and to be love and forgiveness all the time as much as oh, yeah. possible, and, and bring more light, bring more and more and more light to every moment of our lives. To me, then. Whether I die at 16 or 62, or I die of a you know quietly in my sleep or a horrible accident, that that's that's not really mine to to um, to judge, um, but that there's something in our experiences that we are supposed to have, and I guess that's where my faith is. <laughs> I agree with you totally, 100. And not only is that experience something for you to have, but perhaps an experience for your loved ones to learn yes. and to grow from as well. And that's part of their destiny and their evolution. And just like, um, you know, your experiences, I often describe it as because I'm a gemologist, I look at it as a goldsmith who has starts out with a a bar of platinum. It's just a bar, you know, just a plain bar. And he has to fire it and he has to mold it and he has to hammer it and he has to temper it to, to form this beautiful 
piece of jewelry, this beautiful ring. And after all of these terrible things that that part of platinum goes through, um, at the end, he creates this beautiful piece of jewelry. And I, I often wonder, you know, if that's what our souls are having to go through all of these challenges, the fire, the heat, the molding, the flexibility. And at the end, as we evolve, as our souls evolve from all these challenges and all these situations that we have to learn from and throw our faith in, we have this beautiful soul at the end um, of all of these situations. So that falls in line with what you're speaking about. And yes, I happen to agree with you. Um, even though I am, you know, uh, Catholic, I still totally believe that we are not here just one time. We can't possibly learn all that we need to learn in one lifetime. We are definitely here. Um, I, I think my personal belief is that we have had to reincarnate several times, if not dozens or hundreds of times, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, to learn and to experience all that we have to experience. So I I totally agree with that. And, you know, if if it is through a a car accident, uh, I I hope I die in my sleep. But of course, we all think that. But if it is through something really uh, treacherous like that, um, hopefully there's a a learning in it somehow, if not for us who've passed, but for our loved ones. So that's how I have to, how I do see it as well. Yeah, I've I've read much of your book, but not all of it. I was wondering in your journey, did you ask for healing? Did you question why you were going through this illness? Believe it or not, I, I never asked for healing. Um, in the book or in the in the messages, he tells me that, you know, this illness is starts from your blood and goes into my blood vessels and I I do understand scleroderma, but um, I do understand why I had the stroke, uh, which stemmed from the heart. And then I was um, prognosed, or I should say diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's just last year. And I don't know, I don't ask for healing because I feel that there's a reason I should be going through this right now. And if I can give hope to others, um, I'm also functioning. Um, every day. I don't look sick. Um, I continue to do, I have a very healthy attitude and positive attitude where I, I'm so thankful for every day. And I look at the beauty of each day and I go out there and I seek his love and his beauty and everything I do and see. So I am very content with living whatever days I have in front of me, whatever time he wants to give me in a very peaceful way and loving way. And I know that when my time comes, it's the perfect time. So it's his perfect time that says, okay, you know, you have written this book, (laughs) you've gotten it out to people, you had your podcast with Reverend Carol Saunders, and you've done whatever else I want you to do. And now it's time to come home. So I tried to tell that to my cardiologist who keeps, you know, <laughs> trying to tell me that I need a pacemaker. You know, he's several times now he's told me that I need a pacemaker. And 
And I keep saying to him, I understand your situation and I understand your job is to keep me alive. I said, but, you know, I have these other conditions as well. And I know that the Lord is in control and his time is the perfect time. And I'm going to be here as long as he wants me to. So it doesn't matter if I have this gadget implanted in me or or not. Um, it's all under control. And I am totally at peace with it. I am not anxious at all. And I'm not nervous. I don't worry every day what's, you know, that I'm going to pass out or whatever. I just know that it is quite, is out of my control, but it's under control. So, you know, his answer to me was, he just looked at me and he was totally stunned. And he said, I have never met anyone who is as much at peace as you are. Ah. And I said, that's called faith. That is my faith. And um, I hope other people will read the book and also have as much faith as I do. I think that's probably the highest compliment. I'm not sure compliment's the right word, but certainly, certainly (laughs) to know that you are at peace, you know, and I, you know, I think that's what I think that's what we're actually here to learn is to be at peace with whatever is in front of us or whatever is happening to us. And I so there's two points I want to make. First of all, when I asked, did you ever ask for healing? Healing comes in a lot of different ways. Okay, so there's this bodily healing, but the healing that you're experiencing is the healing that happens when you move to a place where you have no anxiety, where you are at peace, no matter what, that that's, to me, that's the ultimate healing, you know, to be able to be present with, with um, problems, to be, with challenges with, and not feeling like you even have to overcome them to just kind of be at peace with that. And we just had Easter weekend. Um, I really always talk about how Jesus always said, follow me, follow me. And one of the things he demonstrated in the story that no matter what happens that that there that there is kind of a surrendered no anxiety this is all happening for reason and i am at peace with it and then he says or he reminds us to follow him so I, to me the whole easter story is about looking at how he went through those times of massive tribulations, everything went wrong. And I'm sure you have you may have a different interpretation, but personally, I think you showed us how to be in those situations. So you have this diagnosis, you have these health problems, you're facing, you know, probably not the best prognosis, but you're baffling the doctors because <laughs> you're at peace. <laughs> I know. And and it's like, um, they just don't get it, you know. They 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 just can't understand, you know. Like he just said, said to me, "You have so much poise, and for what you're going through, and you know, not only do you have heart condition, you have, you know, it's in your fibrosis in your heart, it's fibrosis in your lungs. Um, you, now you have Parkinson's disease um, on top of that, which you know means I will probably have dementia." in a few years, and it will be difficult for me to walk, I will probably wind up in a wheelchair. And 
you know, I just am not concerned. I am not upset about it. I don't feel any anxiety about it. Um, I know that it's all going to be, you know, in God's hands, just like the time of my creation. I was in his hands then, my heart was in his hands then. And when my when I finish doing what he wants me to do here, and I believe a lot of it is the book and his messages and whatever, however else I can serve him through helping people um, who are less fortunate or more fortunate than me, doesn't matter. However I can serve him is what I plan to do the rest of the days I'm here. And when I've done what he wants, you know, it's going to be time for me to come home. And that's how I see it. And I have no issue with that. And if it means I'm in a wheelchair, then so be it. I just don't have any fear. I really don't. It's very, I know it sounds uh, kind of silly maybe, but I, I just don't. I have no fear. I have no anxiety. I am totally at peace. Um, my heart beats sometimes. I'll look at my watch and it's down to 36 or 38 beats per minute. and I just, you know, accept that and I don't worry about it. So um, I feel that that is, uh, if I can get all of us to feel that way and to not worry about um, whatever challenges you're facing in life right now and just put it in the Lord's hands, you know, he has the strength to carry us. And, you know, one of my messages is about climbing this mountain. And he says, you know, I will climb this mountain with you. And when you get weak, your faith in me will carry you up this mountain to the highest peak. So it's all about your faith in me, again, is going to carry you up to the highest peak. And I believe that our faith is what will get us through this. But just ask him, you know, just put your faith in him. You know, the love that I have for him. Um, I have always had since I was a little girl, you know, I've always had this, this great love for, for the Lord. And I think he, in some way, um, has given me this gift to discern his word. As you asked prior, um, I can discern his word where unfortunately a lot of people have a hard time with that. But if you can take the time to really hear him and listen to him or just spend time with him. Um, I think that's half the battle of getting through our challenges. Yeah. And I think when you talk about how you'll be in a wheelchair someday, and I think that like I recently had a, a friend pass from cancer and she was a light in the world. And I think the traditional view would be, oh my gosh, you know, she's gone. A big light went out. And I think there's some truth to that, but I also know that um, she wanted to be healed fully, but she wasn't. But I always thought that, and I told her this, that wherever she was, she was bringing this light to the people in the waiting room. She was bringing this light to the people who were doing the chemotherapy. She was bringing this light to the people in the grocery store. Wh whatever she was, you know, we, we, you in your wheelchair, if, if that is your future, you will be bringing your light to who's ever pushing you in your wheelchair or those who are around you, you know? So we don't know, you know, we can say that's not a good outcome. No one should be in a wheelchair. Or we could say, this is where I am. You know, how can I, 
how can I bring more light to the world? And, and maybe this is where I'm supposed to be because of the people who are around me, I can now have a conversation with that they wouldn't be around me if I wasn't in this wheelchair. I don't know if you're following me, but wherever yes, it is that this is taking you is also going to be your destiny for bringing this light and this calm and this peace and this understanding and this fearlessness you know, to those who, who will be in your presence. I mean, when I tell someone, and I don't go around telling this to a lot of people, um, you know, if people ask me, I'll, you know, I will let them know what, what I'm dealing with, you know, the, I've just was diagnosed with another uh, autoimmune, um, a second autoimmune called Sjogren's syndrome, which is affecting my visual um, site where it gets into the microvascular of my brain and affects the optical lobe of my brain and affects my vision at times. And that along with um, the scleroderma and the Parkinson's, and then also the stroke, you know, people think, wow, you've got a lot going on. And I guess when you look at it that way, I do, but I don't feel that way at all. You know, I, I don't worry about any of it. So as long as as I'm doing um, fine for the day and I'm getting through each day with, with the Lord's strength and knowing that his love is there for me and having that faith, again, it goes back to faith, hope, and love. And those three things are really what's pushing me through this life at this point and always has really, but more so now. And I think if people know, maybe if people know, I'm not a person who goes around and is an extrovert and tells people all about my health conditions. I'm just not like that. But if I ever had to do it and explain to people what I was facing, I would be happy to do so because I'm hoping they would learn to have faith and they would learn to be at peace and they would have comfort. It's all about peace and comfort and harmony with your life. You know, having that harmony every day, knowing that, you know, my blood is probably causing my vessels to um, to become thickened and restricting blood flow, you know, which affects my organs and my heart and so forth. And there's things going on in my body that doctors can't don't know because only one, ten, no, sorry, 10 people in a million are diagnosed with scleroderma. And that's a very rare disease to, I have to travel out of state to get treated for it. Because even though I live in North Carolina with Duke and UNC and Wake Forest, you know, very um, high-end hospitals and academic facilities, they are not equipped to help me with scleroderma. So I have to travel to find a doctor who can help me. But quite honestly, um, I still get through it. And it's it's not overwhelming, I should say, is what most people would think. And with Parkinson's, you know, it's a deterioration of my brain, of dopamine, uh, which is a chemical in my brain, uh, which brings on, you know, um, uh, mobility issues and why I will someday wind up in a wheelchair um, and tremors and also s- dementia. So I realized that this may lie in my future 
And maybe God will take me home before that. I don't know. But if it does, it does. And I will live in harmony with it. And um, I will make the best of it. And I will do whatever his plan is for me. So I, I truly want to get that message through to people and help them understand that um, there is always there's always the Lord who will help us just have faith in him and believe in him. Belief is so important and just love him as he loves us, you know, until eternity. So that's really my message in a nutshell. Okay. Thank you, Lois. We are kind of coming up in our hour. I, I, as you're talking, I'm reminded of Jay Krishnamurta, who's not Christian, but he's known for saying, I don't mind what happens. You know, like he was okay with whatever happens. I don't mind what happens. And that strikes me as kind of where you are in your life. And the idea of not worrying, you know, I, I think we all know that worry adds nothing. <laughs> it, it adds <laughs> <More anxiety>. absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> We're, yeah, anxiety. Worry and anxiety doesn't add anything to our lives, our health, our anything. So, so to be able to release all of that and just be fully present. So even though your body may be in some sort of degradation or decay or whatever it is, you're very, very alive. You are very, very alive because you're very, very present. Yes. And I think with that that message for everyone, especially as we're going through, I mean, you talked about division that was happening in the world a while back. We're going through another phase of division and some of it's contrived, I think, to get us to kind of, you know, be against each other versus with each other. I mean, there's always those forces that are that are out there. Oh, yes. yep. But but if we could take this message of love and wait, hope, faith, faith, hope, and love. And also this presence of, I don't mind what happens, just allow life to unfold and being fully present and being open. You say your, your love for God is, is a, a big, a big important thing. The priority. That, priority yes. that, that, that opens the heart in order to, to listen and also to see the life so differently. I think you've brought a lot of, lot of lessons to people and a lot of things for them to think about. Um, do you have any other closing words? You, we've got a couple of minutes. See if you have anything else you want to close with. Um, I would, I would just say um, to never feel alone. And no matter how depressed you may feel, or feel that you are, if you are in darkness, if you live in darkness, if you've given up your hope, um, to look for the light, and that the Lord is to me, the Lord is the light. And he will give you strength, but to not give up, you know, just as hard as your life has been or is and how difficult the challenges are. Um, and as, as weak as you may feel you, you are or as sick as you may think you are, don't ever live in the darkness. Always look to the light and lift your heart up to God. And he will bless you and he will give you the strength you need. And I truly believe in that because so many of us do still live in darkness or have given up their hope in, in the Lord. And this book also talks about that and to ask people to lift their heart to him and he will give them strength. And that's probably would be my closing comment that if that's where you are, um, please look to the light. Beautiful. Thank you, Lois. I've I've always felt that that when you get hit bottom, 
surrender and you will not have any idea what miracles will come once you surrender. I so, believe that. Yeah. I believe that. Yes. And, and, you know, as I said, this may, all of these illnesses, you know, they're, there's a reason I'm going through it. Like you said previously, and if it's to help others, then it's well worth it. And um, my book certainly to me has been a gift of love of writing these journals has been my gift of love to, to everyone out there who I hope, you know, are hungry to hear his word that I'm hoping that they will read it and that it will um, provide them with the comfort that it has given me. Thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure that it will touch the hearts of those who have ears to hear. <laughs> ears to hear, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lois. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I, I really appreciate it. This has been a really interesting hour, and it was definitely a spirit-led hour. And um, thanks for coming on, Lois, and thank everybody for joining us. And I now close the Spiritual Forum. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being. Thank you.